Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, for those of you who are checking out the Newsreel for the first time, we talk about movie and TV news on this show. Uh, But before we get into our TV and movie news of the day, I mean, you guessed it. I mean, for those of you who have checked us out in the past, an episode of the Newsreel, we like to warm up with a TNR question of the day. And so last week on uh, the Newsreel, we had a question of the day where we talked about our favorite Christmas TV episodes. So this week, we're shifting gears towards the movie side. It's only natural. We do the 50-50 thing. And so before we get into our TNR question of the day, Jeremy, do you want to remind the podcast audience what your favorite Christmas movie of all time is? Yeah. Jingle all the way. (laughs) So, (laughs) And why is that? Because, you know, Anakin Skywalker's in it from Phantom Menace. And then there's this, you know, small little guy called Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. because of Sinbad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Arnold punches a reindeer in that movie. So that's all I have to say if you haven't I seen mean, it yet. Yeah. Which other movie actually can boast that? <laughs> yeah. He, well, he fights a bunch of Santas. Exactly. And it's all because of what? Turbo Man. <laughs> Turbo Man doll. <laughs> Well, for me, I, I just want to remind everyone, for those of you who have been um, f- uh, you know, following our podcast in season one, I actually introduced the first Home Alone to Jeremy. That is definitely my all-time, it's even probably one of my favorite movies of all time, and it, not just because it's a Christmas movie, it's just a movie that I grew up on. So Home Alone is actually my favorite Christmas movie of all time. And so to get to our TNR question of the day, because we wanted to mention that so that we can disqualify these two movies. Jeremy, which movie would you give your Yinsen Award for most underrated Christmas movie? So if you want to make it your second favorite movie or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or if you want to highlight just a random underrated Christmas movie that you do like, feel free to do so. You know... I was almost going to say the Nicolas Cage movie, The Family Man, but I did already mention that on our main show, The Weekly Reel, so I'm Mm. going to mention another one. Uh, It's an animated film called Mm. Rise of the Guardians, and it's actually, like, it's about Jack Frost. Uh, He's kind of like a younger version of Jack Frost, and voiced by Chris Pine. And I feel like that movie, like, it came out in 2012, and it, I think it's, it's underrated. It has a pretty good story. Um, I just remember really liking it when I watched it. And I feel like it's another movie I should probably check out again. Mm, okay. Is it streaming anywhere? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, actually. Maybe I should check that. Because for some reason, when I looked it up on Google, it showed, when I was looking at the cast, it showed me the Korean cast, <laughs> the Korean voice cast for it for some reason. Oh, shoot. Is it, um, I guess, from Korea? And then do they actually have, like, uh, original um, audio from Korea? No, I, it's supposed to be an American movie, I think. Oh, <laughs> That's never weird. Mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. No, it's not streaming anywhere. But it has uh, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. That's actually a really good score, I think. Uh, yeah, considering a family mov- family-friendly movie. Right. And so for me, uh, the movie that I want to highlight, I know that Jeremy actually has seen this movie uh, I think I may have mentioned on an earlier episode of the Weekly Reel, maybe um, on the main show, but the one, <laughs> the most underrated Christmas movie that I want to highlight is a recent movie from 2019, 
Last Christmas, mm, <laughs> starring yeah. Amelia Clark. I almost Henry, wanted to do it. <laughs> Henry Goldie and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I don't know. I feel like even though the plot can be you know kind of predictable, it's kind mm. of cheesy or whatever. Dude, I still love this movie. Uh, this movie has a lot of heart, and I feel like in like it, all the characters, like the main ones, even the side characters, they're they're very likable. I think, and, and they're likable in their own way. They're very unique. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, whenever I think about last Christmas, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me that Christmas of 2019 was the last COVID less uh, holidays oh, that we actually man. did have. And so it kind of reminds me of a happier time. Plus, I remember the first time I did see uh, that it was kind of a late showing of last Christmas on a random Saturday night in San Bruno in Tanforan. That night, I actually saw Draymond Green <laughs> just like uh, walking around. It so kind of reminds me of that. And you so, Last Christmas, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he was watching uh, a late show of Last Christmas with his with his family. So, shout out to Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. I was like, dude, that dude's really tall. And then you know, I was like, oh shoot, that's Draymond Green. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so since I'm the movie guy here on the newsreel, I have a little bit of a movie news to bring us today, and it's going to be about Kick-Ass. And yes, I normally don't swear, as much, but I have to because it's, you know, Kick-Ass. It's kind <laughs> of in the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kick-Ass is a pretty kick-ass movie way back when, uh, you know, when Matthew Vaughn started it based off the graphic novel and all that stuff. Apparently, we got news that... Matthew Vaughn, when the rights come back to his production company, he's going to reboot it. Uh, that's going to be maybe two to three years from now. And after that, I think, didn't the first one come out in like 2010? Yeah, 2010. So it's going to be almost 15 years. The It's pretty much going to be 15 years. Let's say he, he starts on the production like right away and all that stuff. You're not, you're not going to see it until like 2025. At the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be 15 years uh, since the first one. So if he's planning to reboot it, obviously, obviously Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. So do you think rebooting Kick-Ass is the right decision to do? Or would you rather have a Kick-Ass 3? Ooh. I think because so much time has passed, I don't. I feel like Kick Ass Three. I could see how uh, the decision was made to kind of bypass that and and make a true sequel to the second one, which came out in thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I want to say you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I never got around to watching the second one. I I enjoyed the first one. I, mm-hmm. I think I just heard like just mixed re- uh, reviews on the on the second one, which is why I never got around to it. But I think the uh, decision to reboot the franchise if they were wanting to do it is the right one you may be even you know you may be even able to uh have aaron taylor johnson maybe take on more of a nick cage role or whatever <laughs> where he's like you know kind of playing that uh version of uh, of a character and then maybe introduce like the next generation uh, but i think with you know in recent years where you've gotten more i think uh, you know when you forwarded me the article you know, they were wanting to make it a bigger thing, you know, a bigger deal. They wanted to kind of just up the ante that much more. Mm. And I feel like with the recent success of both, um, what do you call that? Both Deadpool movies, Mm 
Uh, and then The Suicide Squad recently, you know, the like boys. these rated R, yeah. like just like basically uncensored, like um, superhero movies where it's going to be more graphic. I think they're going to try to take that and just maybe maybe even kick it up another notch. Ooh, because that's a, that's what I was going to say, because Kick-Ass came out at a time where it's like, can we do a super rated R superhero movie? Will people mm-hmm. even watch it? Is it, it was kind of revolutionary at the time, right, when it came out. Yeah. But now, you know, like you said, you got Deadpool, you got The Suicide Squad, you got The Boys. The Boys, there you go, yeah, yeah. Um, all that stuff. You got Even that it, anim- animated one, right, uh, on it, Amazon? I, yeah, I Invincible. Called? Invincible, so, yeah, yeah. It's like you got all that stuff. Uh, I'm afraid, a little bit afraid that it's going to, now that we're getting used to that, and quite frankly, the superhero genre is getting pretty saturated more than ever. I'm afraid that it's going to get lost in the echo pretty much of, of every other superhero stuff that's coming out. And it's like, Oh, I'm not surprised. They another rated R superhero thing. So I'm kind of scared that a reboot might like come out at at a inopportune time. I'm hoping, okay, I, I completely agree with wh- everything you just said, but I think if they focus on um, just making the story relatable where, mm. you know, they kind of keep it grounded, uh, maybe, ha- you know, just have it where there's maybe emotional stakes and not just for the sake of just trying to top everything, just being like, uh, I as, guess. Um, gory as possible. Gory as possible. Yeah, you know, where it's more shock and awe and they're, they're just not mm. really focused on like the human element or whatever, or even like the backstory and the, the whole story setup of whatever plot they want to end up doing. I feel like if they just take the time to focus on even, you know, the little things that make movies really good with the, you know, connection with the audience, I think it could be done really well or <laughs> done really horribly if they do decide they just want to top, uh, you know, just be over the top with whatever they're, uh, what they're trying to portray. Yeah, I think what could also make or break that reboot is who's going to be directing the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like Matthew Vaughn has a has an eye. He has a, a style. Some of his movies, you know, aren't like the greatest thing in the world, but at least they're you, they're they're really like his. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He puts his own style to them. Like uh, like the first Kingsman, I really like. Oh, but there's yeah, that yeah. there's that flair about it, especially like. Um, I guess that that's the one that's most stylized, but also um, X Men First Class. You know, he brings his own like spin to whatever uh, property he's looking at. So, but if he if he doesn't do the reboot, mm-hmm. which he also you know did the first Kick Ass movie, uh, I feel like it's really going to depend on who's the director for that. If they can get a like experienced um, director for that, I feel like. It, it could do pretty good because the the story and the premise itself is already really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just who's going to bring it, who's going to be the visionary for the screen. Right. And if they could kind of reinvent it a little bit, um, that would be, you know, that would add a little bit more of a, a refreshing take, If it, obviously, if it's done well. Yeah, because I, I don't think they can just copy and paste from mm-hmm. from the first one. Right, right. I mean, they couldn't even do that for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the sequel, I, I saw it. It was it, it's entertaining for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, and he's like settling into his own like superhero stuff, but it definitely doesn't have that 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 punch that the first Kickass has. Mm. So with uh, Jeremy usually being the movie guy, I'm, you know that by default makes me the TV guy. But you know what? There are times when Jerry will come up with a bonus TV topic. Last week he did that, and I felt like we just kind of even things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually have a bonus movie topic for you all today. And so uh, today, actually, earlier today, there was news that John Wick 4, that release was pretty much delayed almost a full year. It was supposed to be uh, released May of 2022, and it's now officially pushed back to March of 2023. Mm. First of all, thoughts on that? Look, man, when they said that Matrix, like they were going to work on Matrix first before John Wick, I was a bit disappointed because it's like, uh, I, I was like with Matrix, I love the Matrix, of course, but there's so much more potential, I think, that the, the John Wick franchise had, they were on a roll. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, dude, just keep making John Wick movies. Because um, like, I feel like they can approve upon them. So I felt like it was a bit of a mistake to go into production with Matrix first and all that stuff. But I'm a bit disappointed that it is like delayed another year. Because it's like out of all the Keanu Reeves movies that I'm looking forward to, it's like the John Wick ones I'm looking forward to. Because one and two are really good and then I feel like Matrix. It's like, did it really need a re- I don't know yet, man. We're gonna well, watch. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out with uh, with Resurrections. And who knows? I could be totally wrong. And they brought something completely fresh and new to that that universe. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's tough. They tried, you know, with Reloaded and Revolution. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, just to kind of remind everyone, well, we are recording this on actually the day that um, Matrix Resurrections uh, just got released on both uh, in the theaters and on HBO Max. We both haven't seen it yet, uh, but we will be reviewing that movie very soon. So stay tuned for that. But just to kind of add to what you're talking about. Yeah, it is a little bit disappointed that they decided to prioritize Matrix. um resurrections because i mean it's already been 18 years if they wanted to push that one what's another year or two you know 19 or 20 years i mean it really doesn't really make a difference uh one way or the other and then whereas like you were talking about john wick that series is a current series and you kind of want them to kind of focus on that to keep the momentum going or whatever but I'm kind of mentioned about uh, I'm kind of glad that you mentioned the whole disappointment part because you know what that's related to my uh, bonus movie topic. So here's my question. Which movie delay were you more disappointed about? Top Gun Maverick mm. or John Wick 4? That's tough, man. Um I'm going to go with John Wick 4. Mm. I know everyone's waiting for Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, and I get it. But like you said, that movie came out, what, 1985? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can wait like another six months or another year. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can wait a little, <laughs> you can just wait a little bit. But John Wick 4, it's like, I feel like number three, it was still, it was still good. 
uh, not as good as the first two, but now seeing what, uh, some of the cast members that they're bringing in for number four, yeah. I'm super hyped for it. And the quality of it, uh, of the stunts and the action have always been top notch. They're always trying to do something new, kind of, kind of like Keanu Reeves' version of like the new Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I would think. But Maverick is so good too, because I'm I feel like I haven't seen Tom Cruise in such a long time. <laughs> even though, <laughs> even though you just re- recently rewatched that, uh, what do you call that? Mission Fallout. Impossible Fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I haven't like I, I went on his IMDb and I was like, what? Mission Impossible Fallout is his last, his mo- his most recent movie. And I'm like, dang. It's like Maverick was supposed to come out like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I, in a way, I do also miss Tom Cruise. Uh, maybe that's why I'm going on a Tom Cruise marathon. <laughs> it's like something just feels missing in my life. And maybe <laughs> maybe it is deep down. Maybe it is Maverick. But my head is telling me uh, John Wick 4. Mm, okay. I will actually, just to make this uh, episode a little bit more interesting, <laughs> I'll go the other way. And here's why. Uh, John Wick 4. Four. Oh, actually, before I get kind of get into my reasons, it's weird. I don't know if I heard this right or read this. Maybe, maybe it's. I don't know if you've heard this, and maybe, uh, maybe offline if you haven't heard it. I don't know if I read this correct, but I heard that production on John Wick Four. They already finished shooting it hmm. last month in November, and so I feel like that's, I guess, the case for being uh, John Wick Four being more disappointing that it's being delayed <laughs> because they've already wrapped up. So now it's just the post production stuff. Oh darn. That, that, that is disappointing. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like, of course, post-production takes a long time. Yeah. Uh, in itself, you know, you got to do the effects and distribution and all that stuff. But, yeah, a whole year? I know. I know man. It's like they couldn't finish that in, like, five months or whatever when May, uh, when May 2022 was supposed to roll around. I, I, I get it, though. It's like these COVID, yeah. where we still have to remember COVID times and all that stuff and the right. theaters, the industry is still recovering. Um, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home was like the first time we saw like pre-COVID numbers. Yeah, uh, definitely the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. That thing's like a freaking Disneyland attraction. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. But to kind of get back to like my, um, I guess, my take on it, I feel like the reason why um, Maverick is, uh, I guess, more... I guess I was more bummed about more than John Wick four is that it's been delayed twice, Mm. you know, like I was just like looking forward to seeing it what earlier this year. And then it was supposed to be delayed to around this time, like Christmas time. And then it got delayed (laughs) again. I think the fact that it got delayed multiple times and the fact that the first Top Gun is still iconic and it's been so long. So there's the 30 year gap um, to where, you know, we just kind of want to see where um, Pete Mitchell, like his whole storyline, you know, call sign Maverick, how that goes. And, and the fact that he's teaming up with uh, what's his name from, um, you know, obviously he's teamed up with uh, was it Ralph McQuarrie or something? I forgot his name. Shoot, I forgot. Miles the director. Teller? Oh, oh, the director. Is it uh, Christopher McQuarrie? Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you get kind of, you know, dude, I feel like anything that they've been doing has just been gold, like mm. action gold. And the fact that you get to see Tom uh, Tom Cruise flying around in a freaking jet, <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, it's going to be nuts. Dude, I, if you said, though, if the question was, 
out of all the three, which one am I most disappointed? And you included, uh, or being delayed, and you included Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, uh, it's over, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's my most disappointed delayed movie right now is Mission yeah. Impossible Seven. I only didn't. Uh, the only reason why I didn't include that one is because I know that they wanted Maverick to be released before that, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously, you know, they were filming Seven with, during straight up co- uh, pandemic time, so. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be a natural delay and everything, but yeah, Maverick's supposed to be out already. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think they're done with it. They just want to make sure that they make the most money out of it. So yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, but w- for me, with John Wick Four, you know, obviously the first two again, like I completely agree with you. Classics. I don't know, John Wick Three. It was had its really good moments, but it was already kind of trending mm. down. And if they need to take that extra time for me for to make John Wick Four back on that first two John That's Wick true. level, I'm like, okay, you know what? Take the time to make it good. <laughs> yeah. Take the time to make it good. I'm good. <laughs> don't rush it. And that's why I wasn't as disappointed when I got the news today. That's true. Because yeah, number three was a bit underwhelming in a way it was still good but it's like it didn't live up to one and two um but at the same time man it's like i just want to see keanu Re- i want to see john wick again yeah. but um i i can definitely see that and i i have heard that sometimes like in the in production where it's like you know sometimes um being in quarantine was a blessing because it's like we got to think about things a little bit more st- let, let things stew uh in terms of the script or the story or mm-hmm. and just sometimes delays for movies could be good it like forces mm-hmm. the studios to let the artists have more time right you know just uh like have them like be in their own element you know mm-hmm. do the whole creative process whether they're you know like if it's on the you know in front of the camera or even behind the camera or even like the planning stages and stuff yeah man i totally agree yeah so jeremy do you want to preview uh, a little under the radar movie that we have uh, upcoming for this coming Monday? Yeah, it's a little indie movie uh, starring Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, and um, a lot of other people. And uh, it's a, it's John a little John Favreau, Marissa <laughs> yeah. Tomei. It's a <laughs> a little uh, guy that swings around New York City called the uh, Spider Man. <laughs> In Spider Man No Way Home, we're gonna be talking about Spider Man. This is no indie movie because. Everyone knows it's out already, dude. <laughs> it's like it's out already. We're gonna be talking about Spider-Man: No Way Home, and this movie. It has it's it's the biggest buzz for a movie I think since like Endgame. Yeah, dude, like f- or I thought I thought I was excited for like No Time to Die. My hype levels were high for that movie, but when just like when we were weeks out from from spider-man no way home i was like the only reason why i want to go home from school right now is the one <laughs> spider-man no way home that's so true oh my god that, so, um, i'm so hyped i for me i was really like trying to like literally just i don't know just play it off i was trying to like try to psych myself I was like, yeah, it's not gonna be <laughs> good it's not gonna be good <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for it, I mean, we're recording this on the Wednesday before uh, for, before Christmas. For it to do pre-pandemic numbers and be the second gross, 
second highest grossing movie of all time globally mm-hmm. is absolutely crazy to me. I would have liked to see what it would have done uh, if we were in a pandemic. I, I think it would have had a legit shot of uh, beat, beating Endgame's record. Yeah, I think so too. Especially, like you said, I was trying to uh, psych myself out in terms of expectations. <laughs> but yeah. man, this spoiler alert, this movie's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because, you know, it being Spider-Man um, is already a huge box office draw. Right, but imagine a Spider-Man movie that's good. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like yeah. like really, really good. So yeah. I'm excited for that episode next week. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? We will have a uh, weekly real podcast first for that episode. You're gonna go ahead and you just gotta stay tuned uh, and check us out. Stay tuned for updates mm-hmm. on the weekly real podcast. We got on two our social guests. Media. Yes. Yeah. Two yeah. special guests. Two special guests. Mm-hmm. And so um definitely stay tuned for that. It, actually, do you want to remind the uh our podcast audience where to actually follow us and keep you know keep up to date with uh all the news with the weekly real podcast? Yeah, our social media is probably the best place to go, and that would be at weekly real on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yes. All across the board at weekly real. And so Jeremy. Any final thoughts before we head into Christmas 2021? If you kind of want to do a little bit of a quick look back before next week's, I mean, next week is really technically our last newsreel uh, of 2021, but before Christmas, is there anything that kind of jumps out um, weekly reel related or even newsreel related? You know, what's weird? I don't know. This is hella random. This is not even related to the podcast. Because I thought I was in 2020 for a second. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> because oh, man. I, I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one, was the last movie I watched pre-pandemic. <laughs> it had to be that movie. And when I saw it, it gave me, like, PTSD. I was like, no, not again. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, because when I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer, it reminded me of your story. <laughs> like, all the way back when we first started this podcast about how the last theatrical release that you saw, because remember, there was a long period in mm-hmm. season one, especially where we were clamoring for new content in theaters. And we just kept talking about how... <laughs> Your last movie was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I just now I'm scared again. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming. I don't want there anything else bad to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm scared. Yeah, for me, weekly reel related, I'm just uh really glad that we we're able to kind of get some new voices uh for season 3. Um mm. but we were able to, you know, just be able to enjoy um watching new movies again. Um yeah. it kind of brought back you know, the way things were pre pandemic. And, uh, even though in season two, we were a little unlucky with some of our timing and everything. It it was pretty cool just to still be able to watch, uh, new and old movies together. Um, and you know, it's still always fun to have our conversations about movies, both offline and online. Yeah. Uh, While we're recording anyway. That's true. Season two is a bit tough. Like, uh, offline i guess for both of us just scheduling wise as well yeah. but season three has definitely been a, a interesting situation as well but yeah. it was i feel like we're we're settling into our own really um 
talking about really like really good movies and really bad movies. <laughs> so I like that too. So I'm glad that we're still we're still going strong and yeah. going into a new year is going to be with even more interesting movies hopefully yeah a lot more anticipated movies that we have upcoming for uh future seasons actually you know season three is still going it's ongoing we're just talking about it in terms of like calendar year Mm -hmm. um you know the with the holidays in 2021 so definitely thankful for this little podcast that we have going on we're always obviously thankful for to our audience for all the support that you guys have given us throughout our what one year plus uh, calendar wise of, yep. of our little podcast that we do have going on again, uh, guys check out our, uh, check out our episode on the weekly reel uh, on our main show on Spider-Man no way home. And so on behalf of Jeremy, we both want to wish you a Merry Christmas on the reel. <laughs>